Hi everyone, welcome to STEPS audio channel. We are very excited to share our content from STEPS events to learn all about the latest trends in startups, digital media, fintech, future tech, and wellness in emerging markets. You can find us on Enagami, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Make sure to subscribe to your favorite channel and we hope you enjoy the content. So we're going to be covering today a very interesting topic, but we're tapping into two things, the metaverse and the NFTs, all right? Given that the metaverse has become a very interesting topic in the past years, there are the special people who are specialized in this field. And today we have uh, Mr. Greg Borthwick, who's a partner from Light Blue, and he's an award-winning marketing leader with 16 years of experience um, in strategy, digital and content agencies across MENA. So he's gonna be taking us through a lot of interesting things when it comes to marketing this specific domain. Mr. Atul Hedge, he's a founder of YAP, and he's a digital media and marketing professional with 25 years of experience in building brands, startups across South Asia, India, and Middle East. We have the famous <laughs> Jimmy Ibrahim. Uh, he is the co-founder of Oasis X. Um, uh, he's uh, specialized into innovative NFT ecosystem and focused on intersection of technology. And finally, Jen Jeremy Denisty, co-founder of Imagine Studio, and he helps public and private organization enter Web3 and the metaverse from a strategy perspective. Uh, gents, we have, um, given that um, there is a large amount of money, be it uh, streamlined and spent on metaverse, uh, and many enthusiasts in this domain and experts are actually looking to have it as a trend. Um, let's start with Mr. Atul, given that you are the special, uh, your specialty is that. Give us an idea about what is metaverse and how did it grow in this region specifically and where is it going? Sure. So first of all, uh, you know, I keep getting asked this, metaverse is not a technology. So let's be, uh, you know, very, very clear about, very simply put, without complicating it, it's just a virtual world, right? Now, why is there so much excitement about it? The real excitement is, if you look at all the big boys, all the big tech are backing this like never before. I mean, you name it, whether it's Apple, whether it's Google, Facebook, Microsoft, everybody's betting on this. What you can do with the metaverse is really the exciting part, right? We've had virtual worlds before, so it's not that something that, uh, you know, we're seeing this for the first time. But the fact that you can now, you know, have avatars which we have never seen before, you can integrate gaming, you know, it's backed by a robust technology like blockchain. You can create products. Right? A lot of brands we've heard of who have got onto this metaverse uh, race much earlier, right? That's because there's real commerce that they can do. So the exciting part for us is that, yes, it's a virtual world. It's a virtual world with a lot more possibilities than it was before. And that's what's you know making us excited about it. That's why people are talking. I mean, that's why we have a session around it. So that's, uh, and especially in this region, what's been amazing, and I, I think it's a complete outlier to how, for example, the West is behaving. Normally, we adapt what's there in the West, and then we try to bring it here. But just look at it. For example, the way the government is pushing it, you know, with the Dubai Metaverse strategy, there seems to be a very clear vision that we want to make this city among the top cities when it comes to Metaverse. They are adopting it. It's not just policy, right? I mean, today the Dubai police is on Metaverse. You can actually go to Diva and you can, you know, it's on the Metaverse. You can pay your bills on uh, Metaverse. And every week you see a new entity coming onto this. So they're walking the talk on this. And that's, for me personally, that's really exciting why I feel this region will be far ahead than some of the Western countries when it comes to Metaverse and things around it. Are there any restrictions with regards to 
uh, we're, we're going to get to the marketing part, but we don't see a lot of marketing around metaverse. Um, is there any reason from a restriction perspective when it comes to no, government? So, so from a restriction perspective, not yet. I think regulation will come, right? Especially on data protection, uh, you know, the, uh, the privacy laws. So that will come. I think the only reason you're not seeing a lot of because it's still early days, right? It's that chicken and egg situation. People are waiting for somebody else to do it and then they would want to do it. But having said that, we've now seen brands from this region who started entering. So I think in the next one year or so, you'll see a lot more activity around it. Around it, yes. Uh, Jimmy, NFTs, it's something very big and a lot of brands are taking that into consideration now, uh, specifically lifestyle brands, fashion, beauty, all of that. Tell us a bit what is an NFT and whoever wants to adopt it, even celebrities and artists are doing it. Why and what's the benefit out of it? Just give us a bit of an idea. Okay, so NFTs are digital collectibles, basically, that uh, are on smart contracts which are put on the blockchain. So basically, in Web3 in general, the big word is community. So what these brands are doing are building communities around their brands. Okay, they do have users or buyers, but when they create a, a community using NFT technology, they basically, by selling their NFT, you start having ownership, a part ownership in this business or brand. And it's a great way to uh, include them and engage with them on a deeper level, not just about this transaction of the product or anything else. You have this NFT in your wallet and it's, it's there. But other than lifestyle brands, you have a lot of events management companies, you have a lot of FNB uh, uh, companies that are really engaging with their community in th those ways by offering uh, NFTs for rewards, for ticketing, for backstage access or certain exclusive access. So this is a way for them basically just to relate to their customer on a deeper level and that will yield more uh, retention. Uh, but a lot of people make money out of this, right? I mean, I've, I've seen a lot of apps with uh, a lot of NFT, uh, you know, an artist transforming into an ant and be it sold, I don't know for how, how much. Um, what's the benefit of this? Just making money? Or it's also... I mean, I don't know. Now, in those terms, for the artist, from the artist's perspective, this is a way to immortalize their art and put it on the blockchain. So that's one. It's being a digital asset and not a physical asset means that it will transcend time. That's one thing. Second thing is that they, the transaction, the, the means for them to transfer the NFTs from the buyer, from the seller to the buyer, is a very much more streamlined process using cryptocurrency or even fiat that like we do on Oasis. So basically it just allows people to interact with the artist or with a business or a brand on a deeper level a more safe and secure. And since we're using a blockchain as the infrastructure, it's basically there forever. Uh, Greg, <laughs> we receive a lot of tenders today from a lot of companies requesting us to market and strategize a lot of things into the metaverse in specific. And I'm sure there are a bit of regulations and a bit of ways to actually look into that. So what kind of marketing strategies do you use in that perspective and how are brands integrating into metaverse? And just explain to us how it works. Yeah, yeah. I think um, we started with less and less marketing was going on in the term metaverse. And we were quite divisive on, on metaverse now because I think it's become a bit of a loaded word in terms of, of sentiment. Um, and people really want to attach negativity to that word. Um, and I, I get both sides. I think I really um, value and I'm excited about what the future is in metaverse. but. We got a real reality check in 2022 in that 
um, th this vision that was projected, the technology just wasn't there. And any vision of any evolution, it needs to showcase what the future looks like, not the here and now. Um, so people naturally shied away from it, and that doesn't work. That doesn't mean that it's not going to work, it just didn't, didn't work at the time. I think um, beyond that, there's a lot of experiences we were talking about earlier that everyone charged in. Um, and when they did, the, the quality of experience was not quite what, what it should be. Um, but people want to put the stake, uh, stake in the ground and really say that we were the first or we're the best or we're um, pioneering the space. Um, and lastly, kind of where, where I sort of sit in here, we, we really want to bridge the physical and the digital because I think when, when you're able to bring those worlds together, um, that is when we're really in a place where we can really tangibly get it. So in my physical world, I can, I can utilize something in the digital world and it really makes sense holistically to get it. Um, now, at the beginning, you mentioned that I work in creative experience. Um, and Martin, strategy-wise, to come to your question, we really look at ways um, that we can allow brands to enter authentically and do things in, in the right way, and less so than previously. Um, we call it Metaverse Worlds because it's not a singular metaverse. Um, and within that, we kind of look at, just to give you a few examples, I, I think the biggest one for me is culture. Uh, culture is not really taken seriously enough. If brands with it culture in any capacity, then you really have a chance of success. Um, within uh, different kinds of um, metaverse, so it's platform-based, Roblox, Fortnite, uh, Everdome, whatever it might be, that culture exists. So if you want to tap into that space, you've really got to understand the culture and not just charge in and expect everyone to love you. It's, you know, if they did. Um, that'd be great, but we have to think smart about how we do that. The other, ones, other side is white label, whereby you, you might see a lot of sort of digital twins happening at the moment. And within that, a brand is actually the world builder, and alongside that, they will create a microculture of them and the community. So culture is really something to harness. I think audiences, secondly, we really have to um, give audiences credit. We are stepping into their space, um, so we have to really make sure that we're adding value to that space. What I love about Web3 is through decentralization is it brought about the ownership economy. And that means that you know the audience now, we, we, we own our data, we own our content, we own our creations, and that's beautiful. So now we need to add value to that space and not just assume um, that we can be prescriptive in the way that people will do things. And just lastly, I think when brands enter the metaverse, the ones that are successful um, have really built around the pillars. So how do we support self-expression, which is big uh, in the metaverse? How do we co-create? Nike's a great example of what they're doing. Uh, and lastly, how do we um, support community, which I know Jeremy is, uh, is, yeah. is big on. So just some thoughts around the strategy. So before you jump in, and if it's around advertising and whatever, forget impressions. We're done with that. Think about an intelligent, smart, value-adding uh, strategy really set you up to win. Don't you think that uh, a lot of companies lack the understanding of this? Because I feel from a media perspective, example, till today we teach people and we train them how to sit in front of cameras and how to speak on stage, etc. And I think there's a lot of lack of understanding and I think there should be an actual training to understand more. I mean, I'm listening to you now. There's There are a lot of things that probably I would want to be trained on. So do we lack this here from a training perspective? Do you think we need that? I think, like, sorry to call you, Jeremy, we were talking up there, 80% of everything we're doing is education, right? Okay. Um, so I don't want to jump too much into that, but I think gone are the days where the hype bubble, right? So everyone was PR, 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 and that bubble burst, you know, 2021, 22. 
um, and you had Gucci's and Nike's and everyone running in and they put the stake in the ground and they can do that, but not everyone can. And I think, I think we're kind of, you know, I liken it to when you go to a hospital, you become a kid again and everything that makes sense doesn't make sense anymore because it's this fluffy, new, beautiful digital universe. Uh, and I find it difficult to keep people's feet on the ground and really think objectively about what you want to achieve because there are no limitations that we have in the physical world. You can do whatever you want, and that's true, but what makes sense for your brand is a different story, and that, you, you have to guard that, and things that make sense in the physical world also need to make sense in the digital environment as well. We'll come back to you. Jeremy, uh, how is the use of virtual and uh, augmented reality affecting uh, the way brands are building and maintaining relationship with consumers? Um, well, I think on the macro level, there has been a, a major change in how brands are interacting with consumers overall. Um, we used to say in marketing, you need to be where your customer is, right? But I, today, it's not a competitive advantage anymore. I mean, all of the companies, all of the brands are where the customer is. Everything's accessible with the touch on a screen, right? Um, today, brands are more competing for share of attention. The share of attention of all of us were all the time being aggressed by a lot of brands, by a lot of things, and brands are actually competing for your share of attention. Um, and this is where we can ask the question, okay, how can you compete for the share of attention? This is where we speak about what we call the magic triangle, uh, experience, community, and loyalty. Um, and if you take experience, you need to build unforgettable experiences. And every brand knows that by now. Um, that, this is the top of the funnel. This is how you get awareness. This is how you get acquisition. And this is where technologies that you mentioned, AR, uh, VR, metaverse in general can really help you do that. But they can help you do that not as a separate standalone way, which we've seen many brands do, in, which I believe is a, is a mistake, but more how can you, building on what you said, how can you integrate it and leverage your current assets as a brand? I mean, the brand in itself, the stores that you have, the existing experience to build really immersed, embedded, digital experiences that make sense and that are fitting within your overall brand strategy. So that's on the experience side. On, on the community side, I mean, this is a topic that we're deeply passionate about. If you take a look at what the most successful brands are doing today, they're really shifting from customer centricity to community centricity. And that's making a huge difference for them. This is really where you tackle about uh, activation and, and retention. Um, if you think about it, the, the, the previous wave of the internet, social media, and especially in the 2010s when Instagram started to become really big, a lot of brands wanted to build audiences and followership. I mean, when I was at Unilever, we had literally KPIs on how many people are following our brands. But this is an audience. There is a big difference between having an audience and a community. An audience is a one-way street. A community goes both ways, right? So in the community, you still have building content, but you also have closeness, collaboration, and co-creation. You have care. I mean, what we call the five Cs of community building. And this is really where tokenization, NFTs, um, can really help you build token-gated communities, uh, not only about building value, but also can, how can you, as you said, distributing value with ownership to the members of the community. Um, and the last point of the magic triangle is loyalty. I think we can all agree to say that loyalty programs are miserably failing us as customers. Um, I read on, on average people have are part of 17 loyalty programs. I'm sure if I asked to each and every one of you to give me three loyalty programs that you're using on a daily basis, it would be a challenge. So um, it, it's failing because it's, it's boring. Um, the perks and benefits are not exciting. And if they are exciting, it takes you ages to get there. So we need to reshift loyalty. And yet loyalty is probably one of the most important parts for a brand and their interaction with customers because every single business person knows that a returning customer is cheaper to acquire than a new customer. So why are we not solving this? 
And actually, this is where, again, the technology is coming back. And I, I will end with this. And, and, and you see amazing companies like Starbucks, which has a very good loyalty program, still being the, building Starbucks Odyssey, a 2.5 loyalty program, really tapping into that ownership part and giving people real ownership of their loyalty points that they can trade. And you really shift the loyalty to earn. So in a relationship with brands, experience, community, loyalty. And I think this is going to be part of the brand toolkits of all of the professionals out there. <laughs> um, we have four minutes. So going back to Metaverse, give us uh, an example on how do you service a person or a, or a company or a client on starting something on the Metaverse, same with the NFT, one minute each. And maybe how do you jump to these guys if they want to market it? Do you give, it, give the client a full-fledged proposal? How do you do it so people yeah. would know? So I think at the heart of it is your brand, right? So the principles don't change of brand building. So you need to be true to what you are. You know, he spoke about building a community. That's really one of the prime reasons to enter the metaverse. So none of the fundamental principles are different. So you don't need to reinvent the wheel. Be true to your brand. Be transparent with your customer. Be very clear what is it that you want to do. And then this is just a tool, right? You're just building it. So I think there's nothing new here except that it's a new medium. So once you build that, how do you want to market it, right? Some brands use it for launch. So they want to make a lot of noise around it. We spoke about PR. Some actually look at it as an extension of commerce. So they'll build NFTs and, you know, they'll want to do some revenue generation around it. But the principles of it, what I tell brands is that it's, it's the age-old principles, right? Be true to your brand. Don't be somebody else on the metaverse. Your audience is not going to come and be interact with you. Be, be, be the same. Be, the be same. true to your brand. You know, it's just a different medium. And, you know, your traction will come. And uh, NFT, I think, is the same, right? Yes, now the problem with NFTs is that a lot of people have this technical uh, deficiency, if you want, into how to develop an NFT, the smart contract and everything. So what we've done is streamline that process, whereas we can create and launch NFTs at scale on the blockchain where they own their own smart contract, they get their own minting page all in one place within tens of minutes and not months yes. and thousands of dollars. So, but uh, going back to the education part, there is still a lot of education that has to happen. They still think 10 times before jumping into Web3 just because of the, the way that regulation is happening and everything around that. And, you know, the, the bad news that comes every now and then about uh, crypto in general. So that usually is a bit of an obstacle. But other than that, streamlining the whole process, hand-holding them through the, every step of the way, how they can do, and then offering also advisory on brand equity, how to market it, how to build a community first, because that's the most important thing before selling the NFT. All right. And just a quick question for both of you, given that you work on these marketing strategies. Uh, from a government perspective, when we get um, anyone gets a tender, um, just like PR or media, we all, sometimes in specific industries, we have to take permissions to do stuff with the coding system and everything. Is this applicable also for the same uh, when it comes to both? for NFTs and metaverses? I, I can answer um, top line that it's unbelievably big. Um, what we do have in metaverse terms, mass uh, adjustment from SaaS, so metaverse as a service, those, those agreements exist. Data is enormous, um, and, and the, the, what's being shaped around that needs to be shaped more, so it, it exists. An implementation needs to be be put forward, um, but yeah, yeah, a lot of it's not coming from the, the from the region; it's coming externally. Um, so the regulation is is, is being set up, um, but not quite where it needs to be. And uh, just a quick question, um, 
uh, Jeremy, um, you're talking about community. And when we spoke about uh, that, it's very interesting to me because when we do a lot of PR, we always manage to see who are we talking to in around, around our area and stuff. Is that also applicable with such technologies? Yeah. The that, geographical area, who, do, who are we approaching? No, for, uh, and for sure. I think uh, okay. there are two things, two, two angles. Uh, first of all, the, the, the beauty of, of the internet is that you're speaking to the world. I mean, that, that's one thing that is, that is true. Uh, at the same time, when you were talking about potentially token-gating communities or building communities around your brand, this is why it's interesting for a lot of companies. The technologies that we see, the Web3 technologies, blockchain technologies, enable you to do that on a much more localized level. In, in a way to organize crowds that we were never able to organize before, right? I mean, we have amazing communities, Web3 communities here. ArtsDAO is one of them. I think uh, we're all part of it uh, in one way or the other. Um, but uh, which is not a, a global community, but it's, it's local because a lot of people are coming from here. Or events are organized. And this is what organized kind of the token-gated aspect of that community. So um, it's a bit of both, but it's true that it's very interesting for a lot of local brands and especially the local groups to see, okay, uh, we have a, a, a global brand, but how can I build a local community leveraging those technologies? And it's finally possible in a relatively easy way, I would say. Uh, let's open the floor for some questions. I think it's a very interesting topic. Who would like to ask the gents any questions? Nobody? <laughs> Anyone wants to ask about how... Hi, Bas. <laughs> you don't want to ask me a question? Oh, you don't want to ask me a question? Um, all right, what can we add more? I mean, let's talk, we still have some time. Um, give us anything, any format of an angle that you think would be an interesting information um, for the audience. Yeah, I think especially given this region, right? Uh, as I kept said earlier also, I think it's a real outlier. The opportunity here is immense, especially for brands, marketeers, you know, for companies that are looking at uh, added source of revenue and applications, okay. you know, so education, events like these. I mean, I'm very sure that, you know, we'll have step in the metaverse in a couple of years, uh, right? Large organizations, uh, you know, having their internal meetings. Uh, so the thing is about don't wait for somebody else to do it. Uh, you know, like the early explorers, right? Just go and explore and you will, you will definitely benefit in some point or the other. And that's really the education part that we're currently having with brands, right? We have a few examples of what brands have done in the West. We have some examples of what brands have done in this part of the world. But the majority of the conversation really is about, uh, you know, I don't think any country or any region has been pushing this as much as this part of the world. So it's a great place to be in. For builders like us who are taking part in this entire, uh, you know, uh, I would say ecosystem to help build the metaverse, for brands to build their own businesses, you know, build communities. So it's really exciting times and, uh, you know, I for sure see at least, you'll find at least another 50, 70 brands launching in the metaverse in this region in this year itself. So, you know, so I think it's just about discovering. The other thing is access is not as difficult as you think. You don't need to have those fancy gaming equipments, you know, which is always a barrier saying that, okay, this is not for me. This is good to hear about, uh, you know, today with a little bit of improvements in tech and, you know, and when I say a little bit, it's going to come faster than we think. You'll actually be able to access it on your mobile. You'll be able to access it on your desktop. So access becomes that much this because whenever we see metaverse, we see a visual of, you know, somebody with a device and we feel that, okay, no, this is only for AI and things like that. No, it's just going to be easy to access. Um, a question to the gentleman, choose who, who would want to answer that. What about the new advertising formats? 
any new trends, any new technologies, anything to be used? There is, there, in, there is certainly exciting stuff happening because we're creating a new customer touch point, technically. I mean, uh, if we talk about the metaverse, we always say, okay, the internet has been 2D for the last 25 years. We're now putting it 3D. That creates new, opportunity to, new, new opportunities to advertise. Um, one example that I really like is uh, one of some of our friends where they have a company called Animal Concerts. They partner with Snoop Dogg and a lot of other artists to build concerts in the metaverse. And then you're thinking, okay, how can we have a sponsored concert? And for example, one of the things is that your avatar could be redeemed part of the tickets that they pay to be part of the concert to wear a Coca-Cola hat, for example. So you're opening to new opportunities to see brands being featured within an experience that makes sense for them. And I think this is kind of exciting because, I mean, we've had, uh, we've had the newspaper, we had the TVs, we had the billboards, and now we're just talking about a new touch point and thinking, okay, how can we build relevant advertising to, to uh, I mean, two communities that matter for the brands? And, and we're going to see more and more of that, um, for sure. So I think it's, it's exciting. And the, the marketing job is becoming more and more complex, man. I mean, if you, if, you, if you think about it, 25, 30 years ago, doing marketing was significantly simpler than today, but much more touch points right. today, right? Any... I need to find a new job. Um, <laughs> I think the reality is, and I think the reason there's no questions, is because where we are now is not good enough. That's the reality, right? And it's kind of come back when, when you've got a proof point, when it really takes a step forward, not just this looks better, but this offers um, an audience a better community, uh, a better opportunity to buy something, a better Where's the experience and why should I go there? I think the problem now with Metaverse Worlds plural, is that um, people don't go back. Um, and once that curiosity of cool, I'll check done. it out when, is once gone. Once it's done, it's done. Well, yeah, so, so why should I go back? But that is not Roblox, which was built as a game. Um, so, so that's largely uh, around that. One thing I will say in terms of, <clears throat> just on the back of what Jeremy said, in, in terms of uh, advertising and understanding our audiences, is the, the, the amount of time that, that people spend in metaverse worlds is significant. And the data that we will be able to talk about in the future will not just be um, profiling or demographic, but it will be more emotion-led. So what was people's immediate reactions to something? How did they think about something? How did they react? How did they converse with the community upon seeing X or doing X? Um, so I think it, it, it will give us much more intelligent data to act upon in the future. Um, but largely, we've got a lot of work to do. Um, Jimmy, data protection. How do you protect your customers? With regards to their, um, you know, content. So basically, uh, we went through a very heavy audit by Certic, which is one of the biggest in security auditing. And our smart contracts are verified on the Etherscan. So once they launch their NFT collection on Launch X, which is one of our byproducts, uh, they will reflect on all the other big marketplaces instantaneously. So this is an added value also for the businesses or brands or even for the artists that they own their own smart contract. They control all the parameters from A to Z. Once it's launched, it's fully there in their control and they can decide to do wherever with it and directly gets reflected on other marketplaces. So this is also a very important point because a very big chunk of the capital that an up-and-coming artist or a business or a brand has to do in traditional ways of creating NFTs is creating their smart contracts, creating the generator, creating the minting page, and then auditing for security. So we've already streamlined this whole process, having done that on our back end. 
and that you know adds a lot same, of layers. Same with Atul, I'm assuming, yeah. right? I think the, the 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 first question that you need to ask yourself is why why would you want to do it? First of all, I mean, what are you looking for it? I think entering the metaverse itself is a very large sentence, but there are plenty of platforms that exist, um, such as on cyber, such as spatial, um, where you can easily get a space for free, customize it in very simple tools, and already signal to the market, hey, we've created our office in the metaverse, or we're doing some meetings, or there you can see our work, or strategy, and this space is public, is there. And there are a lot of agencies that actually started to do this, just to signal the fact that we kind of understand what this is about. We, we kind of also want to deep dive into these immersive 3D spaces. Uh, if you want to enter a discussion with us, this is our space. We're going to have someone there. I think overall, I think we need to start talking about the use cases that are creating value and that are maybe a bit more boring than what we, what we expect. One of our clients, he has physical customer service centers. And his question was very simple. Can I take those physical customer service centers away and have a 24-7 customer service center in the metaverse that is as good, as, as immersive as the physical one. It's a pretty boring metaverse, but I mean, the value that you're creating is immense in terms of cutting costs for the company, but experience for, for the customers themselves because they can go 24-7 seeing someone that is really in front of you. So I think we kind of need to shift a bit the discussion into how can we create value with more simple things and signal the market that it's not just about the big uh, sandbox activations or decentralized activations or my office on decentralized, but something a bit more like value adding to the to the communities. Yeah. So so recently, uh, Tom's, which is a sneaker brand, uh, you know, actually launched their uh, you know set of NFTs, which was the first ten sneakers that they had built ten years back. It's specific to this region. It was actually launched in Dubai. They had a hardcore integration, you know, what he said, which is virtual and real. So you could actually walk into a store at the Mall of Emirates, into a Storm store. If you bought that NFT, you could actually then, you know, get add-ons at the store. So this was a great example where they wanted to be early into this, but they integrated it what they have on ground. So they included all their stores, they included the physical products, and they spoke to their existing customer. Um, 20 more seconds. I think uh, we'll stop it here. Thank you so much, gentlemen. Thanks, Atul. Thank so thanks, much. Jimmy. Thank you very much. Thanks, thank Jeremy. Much. And thanks, thank Greg. Thank you for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed the episode. You can find our content on Angami, Spotify, and Apple Podcast. Follow us on social media at Step Conference and let's stay in touch.